Welcome to The Soul Connection, an exploration of the interconnectivity between our social influencers, physical and emotional well-being, with a spark of spirituality. Please welcome your host, The Soul Doctor, Dr. Christiane Lefferts, known as Dr. K. Hi, and welcome back to The Soul Connection, a show that impacts some of the hottest topics that in today's society is impacting your soul. Today's show, we have a very highly honored and esteemed guest talking about a subject that's exploding in our current population in America and around the world. This subject is near and dear to my heart. I've had mentors, family members, friends suffer from this dreaded disease of cancer that can affect any organ of your body. And so today, we are exploring this complex issue of cancer with one of the most innovative, integrative doctors in the country. And I want to introduce Dr. Dino Prado from Envita Clinic out of Scottsdale, Arizona, and they are on the cutting edge of this research. This clinic has been around for 20 years plus, and I'm going to let him explain a little bit about what his team is doing, how they're doing it, why their results are so much different than some of the national protocols and they're finding a lot more success in general fighting this dreaded disease so i thank you so much for joining us today and hopefully we can give a, a few helpful tips out to the audience and um and welcome from the the depths of my heart i'm just so thankful to be able to put on a show like this today so welcome dr prado thanks for having me uh well, I just, uh, you know, we've been at this work for well over 20 years. Um, we have uh, a team of about 170 people, so it's not just me by any means. Uh, we have researchers, we have chemists, uh, we have our own pharmacies where we actually make, custom make the medications for our patients. And our, we have, uh, you know, our, our key that we've learned over the years, and I think this is true in general in oncology, is precision leads to better outcomes. So what does that mean? It's very simply targeting what each patient needs. And that doesn't matter, we've learned over the years and you know, as we've been working with patients, it really doesn't matter if you're, you, you know, when you're using conventional, precision is always better. Um, but less than 20% of patients even use precision oncology, meaning they don't have genomics and genetics and <clears throat> high level immunotherapy. Most patients are what we call immune naive. They have very little immunotherapy going on outside of a certain class of drugs called PD-1 inhibitors, but you know, I won't go into all that. But the, the point is, is that people aren't getting precision. And on the integrative side, we have a lot of good practitioners that do, you know, help people, uh, you know, try to build their immune system generally or provide uh, integrative care, which is helpful, but it also is not precision. It's usually, you know, we're just gonna use a protocol of, you know, like high dose vitamin C or ozone or some of these more popular agents that, that can be helpful, but again, are not targeted. So why is that important? Because cancer is a disease of genetic mutations. It's not a disease of a tissue, you know? So we always say, oh, we got breast cancer or colon. Yes, that's where it's located. It does play an important part of, of selection, but there's more to it. And so everyone's uh, biomarkers, these expressions, expressions on their tumor, uh, what's feeding their cancer, what's, what the cancer is gonna likely respond to is different. Now. What Invita's done is, you know, we did in 2020, we did a, a, 
calculation of basically third-party actuarial data on on our on our costs. That's a good place to start, and our outcomes, which I think are very important too. So we came in at fifty percent the cost of conventional insurance, which is amazing, right? So we're half the cost, but right. for ten times the technology, and we came out about three hundred to sometimes four hundred percent better outcomes. Now, why? Because in that population, we, this was just done in 2020, right during the middle of COVID. So it's actually, I think, you know, even better once you, because it's complicated during, uh, you know, when you've got a pandemic going on too, to collect data, so forth. But when we took our data, we compared it to uh, 2,700 patients that were in 68 different chemotherapy trials. And their response, which is a general term, which means either the cancer's dying or getting better or partial response or remission, which is a very small population in, 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 in late stage cancer, that, that was about a 28% response, so plus or minus, I mean, I'm, I'm not, might be perfect, 27, 28. And we came in at 74, 75. And, and then, but that, but let me just explain this. The patients we were seeing were already beyond what's called tier two, tier three. So they had already failed the first line, the second line, and now we were on the third and sometimes fourth line of chemo with those response rates. The patients that we were comparing ourselves to were because of the data that was available were all basically tier one, meaning they were in the first line of care. And that's just looking at chemo. That's not looking at the full, uh, full care process. It's just comparing chemo to precision chemo. Now that's not exclusive uh, because the literature is very clear that when precision oncology is used, you always outperform. That doesn't matter anywhere you go, right? So Invita, Invita is a center that's, that, that basically focuses on precision oncology at a very high level, far, far higher than you, you have access to in conventional oncology and not even available in integrative oncology by any, any good means. But that precision oncology yields always better outcomes because of the targeting for every patient. That means you're just not getting a cookbook, which is, you're not getting the same thing everybody's getting. And that already improves outcomes. So that's in the published literature, you improve, you know, and that, and so that's the first place to start. But precision oncology is hard to do. And, and here's why, you know, patients should learn about this is because it requires a different infrastructure. So in the world of standard oncology, okay, I'm gonna make you the owner of a hospital, okay, so you can understand, so you're the, you know, the owner. Or administrator. The administrator, yeah. the CEO. And in that hospital, you have surgical rooms, you have, you know, and I won't mention names of facilities, you've built proton beams, which are very large radiation equipment, you know, 20, $30 million invested in that surgical space. You rent out the doctors who come in to do procedures, they get paid. So when I look at, as a hospital administrator, oncology has a very high rate of return on investment in the conventional world, meaning it's you, know, you, you could take a stage one breast cancer and through the CPT, CPT coding, through Blue Cross, United, Cigna, Aetna, the BUCAs, that, that's a, a term people use in the insurance world, the BUCAs, the Blue Cross, United, Cigna, you're getting all the same treatment everywhere you go, but there's a very high reimbursable rate to that facility. Mm-hmm. So when you, put, when you put that into play, that's driving your care. Isn't that crazy? So if a doctor, so if these facilities can bill $110,000, $120,000 for a stage one breast cancer between surgery, radiation, chemotherapy. That's a lot, right? Yes, yes. Precision, precision oncology, what we have seen is not only do you have a better chance at, at, at 
getting a detailed response because of testing and targeting, what you also get a reduction in cost and, and, and quality of life. So for example, I'll just give you a quick example of what Invita does today in a, in a, in a which we don't, we don't get to see a whole lot because all of our early stage cancers for the most part do incredibly well because they're early stage. We, we usually see people who have failed elsewhere and then we go to work and still get very good responses, helpful responses with their patients. So in an early stage breast cancer, just to help people think differently, you think of mastectomy, right? Or mm-hmm. remove the tumor, get chemo, do the radiation and cross your fingers and check for checkups because there's really not good data to do a checkup, you know, maybe a tumor marker occasionally, some imaging, and the patient's kind of waiting with bated breath. And Vita is very different. We would take the tumor and we use a, a type of surgery that we've worked with that we call SIPI, but it's a, a type of interventional radiology where we use catheters that are the size of your hair shaft, mm. so tiny. And we go right into the tumors and we inoculate the tumors with immune modulators. So we're already expressing antigen, we're getting immune system. So think of like you're spraying an orange, but you're not spreading the cancer, you're spraying the genetic information of the antigen to the rest of the immune system. So now the immune system says, ah, I know what you look like. So, so before you start anything, so you're kind you start of, priming the body to go after these kinds of cancers right. everywhere else in the body. So you're vaccinating the body. I'm just trying to give some some medical terms that the general public would know. So you're using this antigen to, quote, vaccinate the body against the, the well, cancer. Well, it's, it's not just an antigen. So it's an antigen antibody response and, and a mm-hmm. series of all using very good uh, targeting agents for that individual. Mm-hmm. And then those go intertumoral and it's done. It's like, you know, 20 minutes, done. You're, no hospital stay, nothing, nothing. And then we wow. will go in and then freeze it We'll freeze it so we literally kill the tumor and now the tumor is dead it's frozen but all that in it, genetic and all that immune system information is moved because the success rates of long-term remission in my years of experience working with many thousands and thousands of patients over 20 years you know with our team whenever the immune system is doing its work the the, the survival is extremely better and so how how does how does a conventional oncologist know this well since the birth of the PD-1 inhibitors, which you know is like a big phenom in the last five years, they're prescribing them like candy more so, and people live longer. But they're not cures. You know, they're just they're progress. So properly reset the body. Your immune system has to recognize these these changes, and it, and it does a better job than just chemotherapy because chemotherapy will kill cancer cells and healthy cells. It has a both factor, but in, the immune system thinks. You can't outthink the immune system, right? So if the immune system is primed properly, you get a better long-term, tremendously better long-term response. Now, with that being said, could you go in and surgically remove? Yeah, you could do all that stuff, but what you've already done is you've silenced everything. And then you go to work on the targets to what's feeding that cancer. So let's say it's a hormone, um, you, know, it, you know, the estrogen is feeding, so that people have estrogen dominance and you have to clean that. You have to you have to clean target the treatments. And so when we use chemotherapy, we use a process we developed years ago called, so in that process I just, you talked about vaccinating or basically priming the immune system. We call that SIPI, chemoimmunoparacutaneous injection, where we literally custom design that in our own pharmacies for each patient. That's Ooh, amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then on the chemo side, when we do interject using chemo, we use a hybrid 
of integrative agents. So all these, you know, could be natural agents that we make in our pharmacies, but they're, they're, they're typed and staged to that person and typed and staged with their chemotherapy. So we use something called, I know it sounds novel, minimal therapeutic dose. We use a very little dose. We don't use high because we don't want the side effects. We only want the benefits. And because we have the targeting, we use something that we call genetically targeted, fractionated, low-dose chemotherapy, which has these combinations, which essentially allows the patient to have the best of these combinations. And they're all typed and tested. And so you're getting this combination and that's where we see a lot of the the, the quality of life uh the, the response so patients stop responding and now all of a sudden they're responding again it's because everything's being retargeted so this i'm not going i'm just showing you just a couple of things that yes. we do and we we you know and so on the on the targeting side um you know cancer has different ways of growing it'll grow through you know inflammation that's a feeder, that's a metabolic feeder. There's a series of those things. It'll grow from um, messaging, you know, so, you know, what we would call tumor microenvironment. Inside the tumors, you have very sophisticated technology today where we can see what's called spatial biology. So we can tell why somebody will or will not respond to immunotherapy because of the location of the immune system's uh, proximity to other cells within the tumor. Pretty crazy, right? Because mm. that stuff is not even done. I mean, when you go to your doctor, and as you're, so you're a general patient, you're, all this stuff I'm speaking to you is like way over their head. I mean, this is not in oncology in the conventional world. It may be at an, at an ASCO conference, they talk about it, somebody's working on some esoteric research on little pieces, but this is not, what's done in the conventional is, you know, 10 years behind this. It's 10 <laughs> years, at least 10 years behind this because they don't, the precision and the infrastructure isn't there. And to be frank, the precision, at least from the from the infrastructure, the facility, the people, has a far less um, uh, coverage. And the, the insurance companies now, which I'm gonna go back to the Blue Cross, United, Cigna, yes. Buka, you know, all these guys, they're a part to blame, and so is Medicare, because they control what is billable and not. So doctors, let's go back to doctors, they don't have a lot of say what they do. So the way it works in a medical facility is they, they, you know, you come in and they treat you, but then, they, then the billing department has to find those codes and go out and bill those codes with a reimbursement. And oftentimes these bucas are getting so big, the Blue Cross United, Cigna, Aetna, that they're buying vertically integrating institutions. They're buying the, the hospitals, the doctors offices because they see the profitability and they want to vertically integrate. Mm. None of this is based on outcomes. Did you right. know what I just said? I've been in executive meetings with the CEOs and very large, whether it's brokers, uh, groups that are in the insurance world. They are jaw-dropped jaw at what we do at Invita because Invita is a center of excellence. We're what's called a COE. We're a center of excellence for late-stage chronic cancer and oncology with our precision work. We reduce their cost by 50%, but they don't care. You say, what do you mean? No, no, they want to save money. No, they don't. They actually want to take this pool of money that everybody pays into and then use that money in their system so they can profit from it because they can't legally just take that money out, right? There's only so many ways they can move that money out of that insurance pool. So these, the popul population, our family members, our kids, we are at the mercy, by the grace of God, of these mega, you know, 100-year institutions and political garbage, and none of it is focused on let's do everything possible to save this person's life. 
The right. doctors are doing what they can, but they're they're limited because the technology they have access to, the infrastructure is not fluid. You know, even the world of clinical trials is outdated, right? We take one drug, you know, you get a placebo. No, it's dynamic today, right? You have people are in multiple, especially in oncology, are on multiple treatments at one time, and you have regimens and you know, and 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 so doctors are moving faster to say, hey, let's combine these things. I already see this works better, and let me just get a cohort of 20 patients there let's publish a paper and you can do that and there's a lot of good literature but and a lot more coming out every day but the problem is that's not getting to the front lines mm-hmm. and so if you're if you're an average person you don't even know anything about your insurance company because you haven't probably used it except for family visits you get cancer and then you get referred to your local oncologist and you go okay this is covered and your oncologist says, hey, you know what? We've got this. We'll just surgically remove it. We'll, we'll take out that tumor and, you know, give you a little chemo radiation. You have a 90-something percent chance of success with, let's say, early-stage breast cancer. And, and then they find that, you know, later on, six could be a year, two years, six months, whatever, that about 30% of those patients have a return of disease. And now it's wow. a whole different treatment. So the, 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 the point I'm making is, there is a there, there's just the public's you know the, the scripture says because of ignorance my people perish right mm-hmm. and there's no difference in everything I mean even during every situation you have to have knowledge and you have to be working with the the, the best you know I think the best tools to give yourself a chance to live and so with that being said that's the world we're in and what we're doing at Invita for the last 20 years we're partnering to create a new plan it covers people to go anywhere they want, anywhere in the world. So in the U.S., and you want to go to a major cancer institute, you can go. You want to come to us, you can go. All of it becomes covered. Right. And we're doing that through physician partnerships with both conventional and integrative doctors because our pharmacies supply, you know, about 3,000 doctors nationwide. And we, hmm. we do a lot of custom uh, protocols and help them to develop uh, in their in their practices when they're treating patients we help provide their medicines and these are brilliant doctors they're they're a massive asset because they they see the body dynamically so that one of the advantages of working with i call it integrative i don't know these words have all been kind of bastardized i hate to say you know natural (laughs) integrative when you work with a doctor who knows both conventional and natural medicine at a very good level and how to combine those you have a huge advantage because at, at the minimum, you're going to be supporting healing, prevention of disease. So these in our network, those doctors for the first time, if you will, is like ha- is having coverage for uh, alternative or integrative medicine, which is amazing. It's not covered right now. So we're, we're working on partnerships to establish that because we know to change healthcare, you need to have a good doctor, a good family a doctor, like a direct primary care physician who's matched to you and your family and prevents you from getting sick in the first place. But then if something happens, you have all these world-class tools working to help you. And we're still gonna be coming in less than standard insurance, but with 10 times the benefit. So that's some of the things that we've been dynamically working on as a company is building networks of healthcare Mm -hmm. coverage. And we can reduce the cost for companies. We can reduce the cost for individuals and they can have everything from primary care visits to the top centers of excellence, not just in Vita for cancer, but we've partnered with lots of centers of excellence for surgery, for you know specialties like autism, uh, conditions like chronic Lyme disease, which is another topic on its own, and bringing these tools together so the average family 
is no longer a victim of just finding a local doctor and you know going in and seeing a few people but they have a star wars concierge network that's guiding them both on prevention and helping them stay well because that's the key really is health care the goal is to stay healthy not disease care right so right we're working on we're working on some of those partnerships and and that's kind of where the system's been it's um well first of all when anyone goes to a doctor, they actually have eight minutes with the doctor, if that. There's this whole protocol. The doctors don't even know who you are when you walk in the door. Then you've got um, situations where they can't really even do uh, what they may want to do because they're following the, the so, procedures and the guidelines. You're absolutely, that have been- you're absolutely right. Let me, so, let me show you something beautiful. So... Imagine, you're in our, you imagine a network where it's run by, we, we call it, uh, we use the term Galileo, because we, you know, Galileo was a brilliant scientist in his time, but he told everybody the world was round, you know, and then he, he thought that he knew it was right, and they fought him on it, and they put him in jail, but he kept faithful to the Lord. Even through it all, he still, he still, he didn't lose his faith in God, even though he got attacked, you know, mm-hmm. he stayed faithful. And so we call it Project Galileo. Galileo is an artificial intelligence. So let's go back to that doctor's appointment. Within seven to 10 minutes, Galileo reroutes you immediately, whether it's online digital application or you call into your doctor who's in our network, they immediately take your history if for, for common colds, urgent care. They're immediately ordering the imaging. You're just not wasting any time. So where normally you would need like a month to get in to get a procedure or something done, Galileo navigates that in less than a week. Mm. So what it does is it moves you you say, okay, I got a sore throat, I've got a this, I've got a that, or whatever the questionnaire is. It's moving you to the next, you know, imaging lab test immediately at your local lab core, whatever. And the doctor then has all this information, and you can obviously go in and see your doctor in person, which is great. But you can also do it through what's called virtual direct primary care, which is, is, is more than telehealth. Because right now the telehealth world is broken. Everybody's yes. getting into the business of telehealth, but they're not really keeping good records. They don't really know you very well. It's just, hey, let me give you a new, you know, most people are like, I need another, uh, a, so, you know, give me a new prescription for my, you know, antidepressant. They just right, it, right, right, right. There's no, there's no real detail. Like, what Galileo knows about you as you enroll is your family history. It already has data. We can collect genetic information, not that's publicly available, but private, and say, okay, you had family cancer, okay, let's go ahead and have you run a cancer screen that's a swab in your cheek, and let's make sure you don't have any of these genes that are cancer risks, and let's make sure you get your screenings, and let's put you on the right lifestyle dietary things to to help reduce those risks. So that's how powerful Project Galileo is. I mean, and that's good for diabetes, heart disease, you know, blood pressure. So we see the future of healthcare in the way I see it, and the way the Lord, you know, this has been a... Um, you know, for me, this is not a, a job. This is my my uh, uh, my calling. As this in, like, is your ministry. Call. Yes, yeah, this is it. definitely. And, and, and I spend most of my time in, in the first part of the morning just praying and asking for wisdom from the Holy Spirit because healthcare is changing. It will continue to change. It's not going to get fixed by a, a an app on your phone, you know, or a watch, a smartwatch. It doesn't really fix healthcare. That's just information. What fixes healthcare? goes back to the oldest and simplest tradition is having a good relationship with, an, with a good doctor you trust and now imagine an entire network and a relationship you trust so a lot of good christians understand if they haven't been introduced to health shares you know like uh, 
there are there are there are a lot of health chairs out there. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people I think fall prey to groups like MediShare, which you know they cover you, but there's nothing great. They just do conventional medicine and they reroute you to you know um, a network that they buy. Uh, but there are groups like you know that are that are like solid uh, you know like uh, solidarity who do cover integrative medicine, um, and you know they're they're a little uh, younger in the in the, in the healthcare world. And then there's a, a network. A lot of people are familiar with Samaritan because they've been around for a long time. Samaritan Health Shares, where they, you know, everybody pulls the check and mails it to the patient, and they can go anywhere they want. And then some of the problems with that is, uh, unfortunately, not everybody pays the doctor, so they get the check directly from the community, and, and the healthcare network doesn't get covered. And then those doctors say, "Hey, I don't want to see anybody with these with these plans anymore." Right. So right. The, the health shares are growing, and they they have the great potential of making a great impact for Christians because inside these plans, we don't cover abortions, we don't cover we don't cover anything that's not in line with the Word of God. Because one of the things we want to do as a community is stay blessed. We don't oh, want to taint our hands you. with blood. We want to right. we want to be called to heal, not to take life away. You can't do that. That's the work of the enemy. And yes. we don't want any any part of that. And so, Amen. anyways, that, that's a critical piece of, of a community and building good health care. And, uh, you know, so that's a, that to me is, you know, and, and to our group is very essential going forward is transforming. We're already transforming the landscape of oncology tremendously by the grace of God. And we're working on transforming the landscape of staying healthy and, and by, just, by just matching the doctor with the patient and their families and giving them this relationship with all this information. So someone is looking out for you. Someone is taking care of you. Someone is not just prescribing a, a medication, but is also telling you about, you know, your diet, lifestyle, supplements, things you're going to be able to do to give you a better quality of life. And if you're older and you have Medicare, we have Medicare Advantage programs, if you will, that instead of these stupid plans that are out there, people are paying till they get a a drug discount benefit just gives you all of that at a cheaper rate and then allows you to, uh, you know, uh, to, to also get all the integrative care so you can stay younger, healthier, you know, if you, if you need help in, in your hormones or in your energy or, you know what I mean? In, in your, in your, your joint pain and all this, you have guidance from doctors who work in this field of longevity, the, the, the anti-aging world. They're not just, yes. you know, um, trained in in monitoring medication and good practices i I mean i do hyperbaric oxygen i I have a a clinic here where we we rent out machines but i I can tell you for a fact that i've had people with chronic inflammation that couldn't even make a fist after just one session be in complete shock that they can open and close their hands and so you know taking and 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 starting to do things that are preventative because inflammation, as we just talked about, it's related to cancer. It's also related to depression. I mean, it's one of those root causes. So starting to change your lifestyle. And then you and I had a little bit of discussion, you know, of the misinformation that has gone out in the community because you have these big corporations that see us as potential profit centers. And so, you know, um, I've heard people arguing about, uh, you know, whether to the big hot button discussion in this season is vaccine, no vaccine, but completely discount our human immune system. And, you know, it's almost like 
there's so many people that have just been completely brainwashed that they have to blindly follow a system and not question it because you know their sister works as an RN and they're they're this and they're that and it's almost like if you don't follow this narrative you're somehow insulting them well let me tell you something i think this will just to prove your point in a, in a way so this covid which has just been evil i mean more more than anything the fear of it as well has paralyzed so many people and yes uh, you know we've seen you know as a clinic we have uh, cancer patients so we always pre-treat and treat our community uh, to to reduce any symptom they may achieve, you know get so that you know help their immune system because they're they're on the high risk population side. But one of the things that that I can share with you is very early on when COVID and you can actually look this up. We we published a case study with one patient in in the very beginning, like before anybody knew COVID was coming. It was like January. I mean, they probably knew, but it was in the news, but it wasn't like the thought was it's not going to make it here, right? I, I went to work with our team and I said, guys, we have a, this nebulizer we had built back um, to to treat actually pneumonitis and inflammation. Now, I'm not suggesting this is a treatment for COVID, but to support symptoms, right? To help people with. So right. we had a patient who was the first patient in Scottsdale, in one of the North Scottsdale hospitals with COVID. And he, he was a patient a while back and he had called and he says, hey, you know, called our team can you can you help me you know I, I, i'm having difficulty breathing i'm at the hospital so we kind of jumped in and we said look let's use a, um, a zinc ioniform which you know was quercetin and n-acetylcysteine but in a nebulizer <laughs> and we sent it to you know of course the patient to help with symptoms i mean we're not we, we don't really advertise treatments for covid that's not what we do but just to support the patient through the symptoms of mucus and so forth and within 24 to 48 hours we got a call and the patient was building a gym in their garage. And I'm like, what the heck was this? You know, we were very excited about the result. And so we wrote a paper. It was a case study. We published it. And we, we then sent it through uh, uh, Jay Seculow. We sent it to through, I guess, to Mike Pence. And it went to the White House. And we said, here's our formula. Um, here's how you make it, because our pharmacies make all kinds of different agents. And we don't want to make any money on this. We just want to share it. And if there's anything you can do now. You say, well, well, you know, and let me just say, we were one of many, many doctors and and businesses who had different solutions. And then we called, because we have these attorneys we work with on the FDA side, our FDA attorneys, and they're like, don't bother. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, right now, FDA is getting flooded. So there was literally, when when Trump came on and he said, okay, does anybody have, we need all our doctors, I don't know if you remember that, all our communities to work together to find solutions. (laughs) As Foolish as I was, I took that to heart. And I'm like, okay, let's help. And we sent all that. And then I realized, okay, it's a game. It just got, it all stayed in this massive inbox at the FDA, which they had so many people saying, let's mm-hmm. do a clinical trial for COVID. Let's do it because everybody had a solution. And all of those went away. Yeah. And instead, instead, what happened was, as we can see, you know, a handful or less of very top influential companies that run America at the very top levels decided hey this you know we're going to build a and and let me just say i'm not i'm not saying um that but that choice has been taken away so there's a hybrid here if you're a young person i'm just logically speaking okay and i'm i'm an integrated physician so i i don't naturally like vaccines because i think they have risks and particularly data that we don't know but yeah. when i take a young person who's healthy okay and that could be up to whatever age they're healthy they're in good health they take good care of themselves 
they're doing things to keep their immune system, you know, B, zinc, you know, they're doing quercetin, maybe, oh, whatever. They're doing things, they're healthy. That's a low-risk population. That right. population, as we know today, and the data has clearly shown, is not a population that should be forced to do anything because they're just low-risk. And they can be treated. There's treatment. Now, the treatment is not FDA-approved. It's now becoming FDA-approved because Pfizer will have its hand in that as well, right? And so once that becomes fully approved, I think the pressures will go down because now they have the vaccine, they have the treatment. So someone could argue, hey, listen, if I get sick, I'll take the treatment, right? Because it's approved and finally gone through the, 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 uh, the approval process. And so my point is, it's all turned into a massive financial situation. Right. And unfortunately, some patients who did not have doctors and just ordered weird things, you know, like there, there was a lot of physicians using, you know, off-label medication. I won't go into it because it's very politically charged. But exactly. The, doc, the doctor has the right to do that. If you want to help your patient who has been recently diagnosed, and now we learn that even if you're vaccinated, right, you still get infected. Maybe you have some less symptoms, but you still can have severe symptoms with it. Mm-hmm. And so we're learning that, okay, there's a place. So who, if anybody, should have been vaccinated? Maybe, maybe you know, people that are uh, so much older, very high risk for dying of pneumonia, you know, late 80s 90s and even some of those patients could have been we, we, we you know could be monitored as well but if but it didn't turn out that way it turned out to hey the whole world needs to you know, yes in a, in a very do, um, do a, a caustic and, and, and way and the problem is we don't have all the data yet which we'll start to see of how does this mRNA because really we just have we don't have enough data we're gathering it I'm sure they're gathering it and I don't know who's looking at it but you know what's the the risk of reward on this. And if you've got a young child, you got a teenager, you know, they're healthy, you got a, a middle, you know, somebody is healthy, middle, you know, those are decisions families can make with their doctors. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where all I'm going to leave it at. It's a decision that a doctor and your family and you prayer sit down and say, we're comfortable. We feel that if we got this, and now, you know, and now we're speaking so late in the game now because people some people have had this two and three times already you know and some people have had have long lasting symptoms and they need to get assistance and, and i think there's a lot of good integrative care that can help with you know helping their body uh, you know eliminate some of the long covid stuff but my point is i not to, to break it down but this is an example of where where healthcare when it's run by the cdc and the fda which fda has its place you know it does but it can overreach and sometimes have so much power that we, we lose common sense. And what we see, it's like, you know, we see this thing where when the CDC, they don't treat patients. CDC doesn't treat patients. It collects data. They, they don't treat patients. Uh, FDA doesn't treat patients. They run trials. And there's sometimes conflict of interest to, you know, a drug actually getting approved. I mean, that's a big deal. Right? It's a lot of money, a lot of power. And they're not mm-hmm. saying it's all corrupt. But there there is some people who used to be the head of FDA who, then we're at one time heads of big pharma, right? So there's a little bit of incestual relationship there. And so you got to look at this and say, okay, doctors left the building and they were told if they got involved, they get their, their hands chopped off, you know, they get mm-hmm. in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so the doctors left the building. Some of them were courageously there doing their best to help patients. There were some great papers, you know, and doctors writing their opinions. And then there became a polarization in this country through this ridiculous political correctness nonsense and and people died you know so instead of you know as christians we love everybody our job is to is to love and save and fight for human life that's our job we don't we don't 
worry about being politically correct. We worry about loving. We worry about serving. We worry about doing what's right. But we got to look at everything in a balanced light. We have to look at all the information as a balanced light. And, so this, the, and everywhere else in medicine, it's the decision between the doctor and their patient is made. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an important relationship. It's an honored relationship. It's like you share things with a good doctor that you don't share with anybody. Sometimes, you know, or your pastor you share with that you don't share with anybody because it's a relationship that's that's honored and respected. That all left the building and it became, everybody needs to do this. Doctors get out of the way. If you want to prescribe this, we're going to take your license away. Yeah. You know, that is wild. That's the that wild is wild. That is wild. Then we're going to talk in, a, in America, in America, yeah. in America. You know, yep. God bless us. Yeah. And it, it's like, we're living under a totalitarian corporate regime that if you question their narrative, um, they've got, almost like a hit squad of, of bullies well, in, in waiting. All, in all fairness, you know, it's not, uh, and I just want to say this because because we have to respect everyone. And, you know, the, the number one thing is there is information on both sides. So we have to respect mm-hmm. everyone and their opinion because in the end of the day, we, we, we all have our own opinion. And what I'm saying is those decisions, I'm not saying, you know, because I'm going to be very careful on my language. I'm not saying you go vaccinate, you don't vaccinate, you do that. I say, what I'm saying is, that's a decision between you and your doctor. And it should be a well-informed physician and a well-informed patient. But now we know so much information that those decisions to, you know, it, we're losing a workforce. Uh, you know, a lot of young people and their jobs and careers, they, they just don't want to do it. They don't just feel like, hey, listen, I already have this twice. My immune system has. I mean, there's even tests out there called T-Direct. So, you, you know, if you have T-cell immunity to this particular or any other infection, you really can't get more than that, right? And you mm-hmm. potentially have a longer protection, and there could be variations coming out that are different, and your body will adapt. But I foresee, and by the grace of God, that this is going to go away in some good yeah. way, kind of go away, and, yeah. and within a year be much lesser of an issue, and maybe rolled into the annual flu and vaccine, and those who like to get those can get them, and those patients who don't want to do the influenza vaccine i don't and i hope that's where we go because yeah because that's the basis of hipaa is it was supposed to keep (laughs) everything quiet so that no one would ever be discriminated against and no one would ever be forced to do anything of course our 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 liberties you know during this whole time including you know being able to go to work and put food on the table for your family have all been challenged but listen the lord is with us and yes. I, I go back to this because whether you're pro or against you know any of these things that that that's up to you but the more important thing is we're all pro with the, with the lord we're, we're walking in a different system we trust in the lord you know we have beautiful readings like psalm 91 it shall not come near my tent the plague mm-hmm. right and the lord is protection is with me he surrounds us we have to remember that one of the biggest challenges during this pandemic and, and even before that and during these shifts in economies and all this is that we can have the enemy drive us into fear which is what dominated and then we kind of get we, we take that information into our minds and it goes to our heart and then we actually start reaping that because the enemy knows he, he loves to work through fear i mean fear if you look at fear what's the opposite of fear it's faith mm-hmm. and so when we trust in the lord that doesn't mean you know the, we win with the lord whether we're here on earth and we go home to heaven, yes. we win. You know, yes. we, we, have, we have salvation. And, and when we remind ourselves of that, we need to be treating each other on both sides of the aisle with love, with respect. We need to pray for our leaders, even when we don't 
we don't we think well you know we don't like this leader pray because the lord is at work in mysterious ways and we need to trust in that the lord is with us he has not abandoned us and he's in the middle of these details and and those that i think grab that the lord can give you innovation creativity direction even when you're fighting an illness even when you're overcoming hurdles in your family if you trust in the lord and you bring that power of the holy spirit and let you know shut the news off and open up your scriptures yeah reading the word even if it's like a prescription three times a day like the words that and let that sink into your spirit and let that be what lifts you up so even in the midst of chaos you have a different mindset and direction and you can be hope for others you can be hope to uplift your community i mean this is what we found is i i think that it doesn't matter um and you say you know well you're you're a doctor and you're you do all the scientific work and yes but i i can tell you that the lord is so powerful there's so much we there's more we don't know than we know in everything and that's because you know god created the world just by speaking it into existence think of the mm-hmm. power of that love mm-hmm. and so if if jesus is real if he rose from the dead if his blood has power to overcome everything then it does mm-hmm. and i re- and i receive and believe that mm-hmm. and i need to be- and i need to believe that in an intimate relationship like a father son relationship and i need to make that at the center of all my decisions in my life whether it's who am i going to marry <laughs> you know what career am I going to pick? And what direction I'm going to take for my health and my family? If I bring that to the Lord in prayer, I'll be given wisdom right. to understand what is the right direction. And so what we're seeing, you know, to me, that because, you know, this is a big part of our, our life is, you know, as I work with my patients over the years, and I say, you know, first thing is, especially with cancer patients, is let's roll out all the forgiveness prayers. Yes. First, First place to start. Now, you usually got to forgive the people we love the most, our parents, our siblings, our children, you know, all those intimate relationships. Those are the ones usually that cause us to have unforgiveness. you got to forgive. And it's not, not a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a decision. And I bring you right back to Jesus on the cross where he says right there, after all that suffering, he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, right? Like that kind of love that says, I'm going to verbalize it. I don't need to feel it, but I know I'm on the right track and I'm going to make that decision to love. And once I break that unforgiveness, then I need to bless them. So it's not enough just to say, gee, I forgive you. And you don't even have to say to them, but you forgive them. But then to ask the Lord to bless their life because that's real love. You bless Mm -hmm. them, right? Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you break the chains. And now you can open up to the Holy Spirit and really start moving in the power of God to give you wisdom and direction and get into the word of God and let the word, you know, how do we grow our faith? By reading the word, the scripture says, and by hearing the word. So find the really great mentors and pastors and Bible studies and put those in your ears and listen to the word and let that just start permeating in your soul and just see how your life starts to align itself. Because God will either God will either give you the healing directly or he'll give you the thing that gives you the healing. Meaning he'll move you and move things around to get you where you need to be. Live longer, better quality of life, or give you peace in the storm, give you wisdom in the direction. I, you know, I try to teach my children that that is the the key is no matter how great your education, you know, I've been to school my whole life, no matter what you do, the spirit of God is an education that in the world we learn. We go to school and we learn, right? In the spiritual world, we what? We discern. We discern, absolutely. We discern. So the Spirit teaches us through our spirit, through our soul. 
It mm-hmm. teaches us. It comes in and it teaches us what's right, wrong. It teaches us where to go, where to use our talents and gifts. As Christians, we should be. I hope you know whoever listens to the show, doctors and mothers and and plumbers and architects and everything. We should be the best at everything we do, or because we have the power of God moving through us, innovation, creativity, uh, uh, wisdom. We should be the best at what we do. Not the, and we should love what we do. And, and work should never be a work, four-letter word work. It should be passion, innovation, creation, because that's who created us. That We have a mission in this world, and we're here to accomplish it. And I always tell people, we're not leaving here until that mission is accomplished. We have a mission in this world. And anybody, the enemy tries to come in to steal our life before our time, we need to stop listening to that message and we need to start putting in the word of God, the seed, which is the word of God. And we need to unplant those trees, as the scripture yes. says, uprooted, that it said, you're going to die young, you're not going to make it, you're going to lose everything. This is the natural. Like, give me, I know what you're saying, it's natural, but it's supernatural. It is supernatural. Uproot that and put the word in and let the word be watered every day and grow so that it becomes strong and powerful. And then remember, at the end of it, our home is heaven. Our retirement plan for eternity is to be where God is, which is, if he's there, it's going to be the, you know, the best, you know, there's no better place, right? Beautiful beauty, peace, joy, we're free from our physical body. So we need to live with this continuation that we are citizens of heaven. We are here to do a mission and a work to love. We got to get beyond political barriers. We got to love. We got to get beyond our you know, ideas of how to solve problems. And we've got to come at this from the God's ways, as the scripture says, are above our ways as far as the heavens are above the earth. Right. So, hey. so who, are we, who are we getting our information from? Are we getting right. it from heaven? Or are we getting it from the earth? Because I can tell you, you tell me where you get your information and what you're listening to and how you've surrounded yourself, and you can see what kind of life you're going to live. Mm-hmm. I, I think that today, more than ever, the youth, the people are dying to really receive the power of God's miracles in their life because they're looking everywhere for that love. You're not going to get fulfilled in the job. And they're, you know, even if you meet that Prince Charming, that doesn't fulfill you. The fulfillment comes when you know whose you are and why you are here. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you connect those two things, what starts to happen? Joy, passion, creativity, the love of God, almost like Michelangelo making a painting or these famous people who have these gifts. We are... We all have gifts. You know, when a mother sits with her children and she's loving and teaching or holding them in the middle of the night, the power in those gifts, we have to let them flow and always be in the Spirit so the Lord is moving us and, and teaching us. And let us be an apprentice to the Holy Spirit. You know, that, that's the way I see it. Yeah. But I, what I want to do, is, if it's possible with you, is coming towards, I, I think, yes. a, 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 an end. But I wanted to just say a prayer uh, with you. So we can pray for all of our, our, everybody, and we can ask for God's love and healing. So if you don't mind, I'd like to lead us into a prayer. So I would that love that. Every, every patient and their family can experience the love of God. Well, Lord Jesus, we praise you and thank you that you are the divine physician. You are the healer, and you're the author of our faith. We praise you and thank you. In your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you to set everyone free from their illnesses. Give them direction, wisdom, understanding, the right doctors, the right technology, the right innovations they need to be set free from their bondage in the name of Jesus the Lord. Father, I thank you to illuminate the minds and their hearts to the love and peace of God. 
which is beyond all understanding, and to remove any and all evil influences, curses, hexes, spells, voodoo, fasting, prayer, cult, satanic, messianic rituals, anything that is not of you, Lord, anything that is not of you, illuminate their mind. We intercede in the name of Jesus Christ to bring them healing and direction. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to bless all the doctors all through the world that are working with the sick, to bring healing to their patients, and to, and to invigorate their souls and their passion to be called to healing. We pray, Father, for all the leaders of the world, that their hearts would be brought closer to you, so that their direction would come from you, and they'd be surrounded by men and women of God who pray and listen to the Spirit and listen to the Word of God, and that those plans that you've created for us that are so wonderful would come to fruition for God's people. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, to open the doors of heaven for all those that are going to be coming home to you today or have come home to you through any illness or tragedy in the past, and I thank you to bring healing to their families for any of the traumas they've experienced. And I thank you to give them the doors of eternal life and bless them abundantly with your love, light, and mercy and bring them into your presence, which restores and gives life. Lord Jesus, we praise you and thank you. We give you glory and honor and praise for you are the divine physician. And we serve you, Lord. We serve you. And Father, in the name of Jesus, dispatch the power and the presence of your holy angels fill us with your light, love, mercy. Prosper the work of our hands. Illuminate our minds. Allow us to accomplish the will that you have for us. Give us a long life and bless us. And we just thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. I touch and agree with that, brother. It has been such an honor to have you on today. And I very much look forward to connecting next time I'm in Phoenix. So thank you so much for your time. I do believe many people are going to find this very edifying. So God bless you. God bless your work. And I pray for your clinic and your team that you continue to do mighty works in the lives of the people who walk through your doors. I thank the Lord for people like you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. I I believe and receive it in Jesus' name. All right. God bless. Bless day. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to The Soul Connection. We can be found at soulconnectionusa.com with our developing community. Please join us again every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own Soul Connections.